Welcome to and Happy New Year from Where Wine Takes You, a wine podcast that strives to share the stories, the people, and the wine that explains the magic that we experience when we open a bottle of it. Now, while there are many great wine areas of the world, and certainly of California, there is one place that blazes its trail unlike any other region on Earth. For this reason, there is undoubtedly more buzz and more riz, ask your kids, swirling around it than any other wine region on the planet, and that is Paso Robles Wine Country, and I am your host, Adam Montiel. Well, I hope you had a great Christmas, great Hanukkah, great holiday. I hope you're looking forward to a very special 2024. I know we are. We're hoping to see some more firsts for this show in 2024, perhaps a first live recording, perhaps a first wine dinner for where wine takes you listeners, perhaps, I don't know, a first show on the road, maybe even across a pond. We just don't know, but stick with us, be on this ride with us, and let's make 2024 the best year ever for where wine takes you. All right, so today we have part two of our episode with Andrew Nelson of War Room Cellars and Anthony Yunt of Royal Nunsuch Farm, Canero, also a Denner Six Mile Bridge, Rise, and more. Now, both these guys give great conversation on their own. Together, they were just so much fun. Got a lot of great feedback on the show and on the pair, and when I knew we were getting enough content for our part two, I was excited to be able to share this part of the convo as well. Now, the second half of a show with this much content, it gets a little less structured, just like sitting at table with a friend and you're well into your second hour with many bottles open. So open a bottle yourself, pour a glass and come to table with us for this chat. I do encourage you to listen to part one. It was a great conversation, but if you haven't yet, you don't need to go back and listen to it first. Just enjoy this while you're here. Again, we're at War Room Cellars in Santa Margarita. If you exit the 101, head into town. We tape this at the first Lincoln Log looking cabin on the right. We come right back into the conversation. Anthony is pouring another wine. I mean, another wine. I mean, they, they, both, they both brought it. And remember, we had 1996 Adelaida, 2013 Canero JBV Roussan. I mean, they brought it. We're coming into the conversation. I'm about to explain how every time Andrew runs the wine past his palate, I mute him, but then he says something and then I miss it. We get into the conversation about running wine past your palate and the sounds that we all make doing it. Like I said, the conversation definitely evolves in its second hour. So enjoy. So give me that moonshine, we bath on round till the job is in the trees, the world's amplified, good company. So just an inspiration wine for me. This is um, Maxime Magnon, who's a small vigneron in Corbière, which is in the Languedoc in uh, south of France. And the wine's called Rosetta, and I, I believe it's all Carignan or predominantly Carignan. But it's just like it's one of those wines that captures all the freshness and vibrancy um, of, of a warm region, but really, really fresh and, you know, fresh. We're running through this, uh, this little dance that we're doing now. Is right, Every time Andrew tastes his wine, he runs it past his palate like he's making a bong sound. And I try, oh. I try and get his mute button so <laughs> I, I like mute that. that. But then the poor guy says something smart, and then, of course, he's still muted. So it's like so, we're trying you to know, like – Within within the winemaker hierarchy, 
and I wouldn't. I'm not a winemaker, but like occasionally I'll play one on television type deal. Um, but but the louder you can aerate, the more. Uh, th- and the, the better, better quality too. Oh yeah, oh, the further. The further that's a thing. But that, it's a direct correlation with how talented of a winemaker. You know who's you got are. the best spit? McPrice Myers. Is he? I'm oh. gonna throw. I'm I gonna throw that Chris out there. Wow. No, uh, I, I give it to Mac. I will literally. Wow. I will oh, literally cool. practice. He this. can hock it from across oh, the room. He can, he can hit a bucket. You know. Okay, I have one I could throw out here. I will practice this when I'm brushing my teeth. <laughs> you know, like with the th- I, I will like step away from the sink and try and get it like perfectly in there, just so I <laughs> can like the toilet bowl. Yeah, yeah. No, listen to the sink and not spill any. What's the your? loudest aeration? Um, right. I, I, I'll give to Aaron Jackson. Oh, you can hear Aaron, God. and I, I'm, I'm a big fan of the, of sure. the Aaron wines. You can hear in the next room. Oh my You man. can hear Aaron. it's incredible. What is going on there? You're like you're just. I mean, because he, he's just bringing so much air in. You know, it's. it's I mean, it's it's a horrible sound for a microphone, unfortunately. But I mean, <laughs> you so let's you know. Let's you keep sorry, muting Aaron, me. You can't. You can't come on. Let's actually go there. Let's actually go there. We're gonna do this. We're gonna. We're all mic'd up. We're gonna do this. Oh, you want to see how loud we can do it? No, I don't even want to see how how loud we can do it, but when you're really tasting wine. So we're, we're bringing air through, yeah. right? And it makes this loud aeration sound. Oh, that's very Oh, that's classy. Yeah, that's is that a, is classy. I like the good chew at the end. That yeah, is, a little chew, like yeah. you want chew. It's, it's my own, like, I mean, like when you're at the free throw line, you have, like, your three <laughs> yeah. bombs and your spin, like Michael Jordan. Like, I have my little thing. I mean, to me, I'm just like, Adam knows what he's doing. Yeah, like, so clearly. <laughs> no, you know how I'm you know what you're doing? Another kind of douche thing is when you hold the ball. Like, if you hold your glass <laughs> down here bottom. with just, like, in between uh, your thumb yeah. and forefinger, that's when you know that they know what they're doing. Well, give me your aeration sound. How does how does Anthony know? Now it's in my head. Yeah. Just go with it. No judgment here. There's no Right no, or wrong? There's no, no, it's just like how you do it. <clears throat> no, that wasn't right. Okay. Take that your time. Right. You take your time. You take your time. I'm, I'm pretty. You go. You want me to go? Yeah. All right. We've been hearing him the whole show. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a good one. Though. All right, go ahead. He does. I don't have to mute me. And I kind of angle it down. And, okay, okay. All right. So if, I like to like really, you know, bring yeah, the whole thing. I like down to. And touch I, so it. Too, as far as the nose, I really bring, get my nose in there. And then I love. Someone told me like make it in focus. So I'll, I'll oh. sniff and find out where. That focuses I even for that try one? to breathe in just slightly through yeah. my mouth. Open your mouth a little bit. Yeah, I, yeah, no, sure. little, I try to, you know. I do that with and then I'm just like hunting wine. for words. Like, yeah. what word do I know that, you know, like, <laughs> what I are hate the words? That. I'm so insecure at that. I don't even know. And then like I'm like, the are people going to think that that's stupid? Are people going to think that that's stupid? I know, I know. Say I'm going to go confidence. for it. Yeah, right. You got to say it with confidence. But do you remember when we interviewed? I'm look, Ian Cobble said, like, cut rubber hose, you know? Yeah. We were interviewing. Brian McClintock. Well, I mean, we don't have to name names, oh, yeah, but yeah. we were like, there's, there's no wrong answers, right? Yeah. And they were like, no, no, there are wrong yeah, yeah. answers. <laughs> <laughs> so true. All right, give me your pepper. Give me your... There's no pepper in this. Right. Oh, all right. All right give me, well, give me your. Uh... Okay, all right. So see, here's the iteration. Five count, five count. And maybe that was one too many. A rhythmic five count. I was count. Trying, to, trying to bring it down. I'm using like one, two, three. Okay. Let me do it one more time. Let me do it one more time. Oh, you want to do it one more time? He loves this. And what are you doing each pull? Are you are you are you really analyzing? I'm like trying to get into it. Okay. And I'm like, what am I tasting it's, here? It's a time thing. Yeah. It's more a time thing than air. I think so. You're buying yourself time. I think so. And then. <clears throat> See, that's, that's so honest. Then I'm like, kind of, what? what is the structure? Oh, yeah, this kind of, the, oh, the tannin's a little crunchy. There's oh, that's really a good, that's such a good, good adjective. I do like yeah. that one. Crunchy. So I do, I mean, I don't just do it to be annoying, although it is annoying. <laughs> um, I'm curious. I feel you might just do it yours really quietly. 
I was even just watching you yeah. a second. I think you just do yours pretty quietly. Mine's not so much about you pulling just kind the of air like, through, but like coating the palate. Oh, okay. yeah. Which is a great technique. Do you ever do the big chew, like the mouthwash, kind of uh, like agitation? No. Is that not smart to do? Should I, I not do doing that? Oh, yeah. You, in I the think movie, you, you right? Do it, they go like, you do it works like the, for you. you know? Really? Well, yeah. I mean, I'm not going to do it like it's Listerine, yeah. but I mean, <laughs> I don't know. I feel like I do one I want one good chew on it. You, you I don't know. That. I, I think yeah. yours was yours, elegant yours is, yeah. and it's for the radio. not annoying. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you have an aeration for radio. Yeah, like, like Yours even had like a bird, you know, like the little like bird, uh, uh, you know, the bird thing that comes down and sucks the water. Oh, like a bird feeder? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like a hummingbird feeder? Yours had a nice sound to yeah. it. Yeah. This is so good. What is the next one? we got to get into another wine here. Let's this do that so 08 Bonnie Dune. Okay. We have an 08 We have an 08 cigar. Reserve Cigar Volant. Yes. Pretty excited. Um, I love when wine bottles, my two favorite things about wine bottles when they have dust on them and then when a little streak of red wine drips down the paper (laughs) and stains the front of the paper. All right. So what is this? Okay. So it is predominantly Grenache, 45 Grenache, 30 Syrah, 13 Maved, 7 Cinso, 5 Carignan. So So when you buy Bonnie Dune, do you get like all the inventory that it comes with? Sometimes. Yeah. It depends. You got a lot of libraries here. Um, well, I think that the Bonnie Dune libraries are just awesome. But but what's incredible about this wine, if I recall, and I, I don't know if I have the notes from Randall, but this, Randall. Is, this, this wine yeah. was aged. Okay, okay. I got a note from him. Uh, uh, wine was blended, aged for about eight months in large neutral French wood tanks and punch-ins. Blended again and then aged in the five-gallon carboys <laughs> for another two years with approximately 5% least. Okay, is so that, let me just stop that, on is that. Is that real? I didn't think that it was. So a carboy is the little glass vessel that you... Five would, gallon. Yeah, five gallon. A bucket size. It's and a sparkless water bottle, but glass. Yeah. And you, you, it's what you'd make beer in your closet out of. Yeah. And as I'm like talking to Randall, he's like, yeah, so you know, we've been making everything in carboys. And I'm like, what do you mean everything? And he's like, oh yeah, everything. Like everything in carboys. <laughs> and I'm like, how many carboys? And in my head, he was like, you know, 5,000, like thousands. And then we go into the cellar and there's just like... Carboys, glass, oh my everywhere, gosh. and and all of them have like this little like he has as many carboys as he it. has Twitter followers. <laughs> oh, more, and I'm and I'm like, what what is? And there, each one has a a fish tank scrubber, a magnet on the inside, a magnet on the outside, so that they could be stirred. Fish tank scrubber, and it was it was amazing. The attention to detail in small and the the, the this will lead us into the next statement, which I'm hoping is going to say the lees is more five percent lees. What was that? Yeah, approximately five percent lees. The autolysis process allows an improved mouthfeel and texture to the wine with the release of the polysaccharides. What does all this mean? That's the yeast guts. That's okay. like the 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 proteins inside the yeast. Yeah. And they, you would know better, so feel free to disagree. I don't but know. You... Th- they coat your tongue like sugar. Oh. So it's like this globular. Um, uh, velvety. Mm-hmm. Do you agree with that? Yeah. Feel free to disagree. No, no, I, I, um, I've, I'm not going to disagree. Randall said it. Savory, <laughs> savory, and long finish. And and uh, Randall and Nicole would talk about how um, the wine has a life force. Um, it's like nourishment. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, y- you need Randall or Nicole to explain that part. But this is great. It does smell it's a fun awesome. wine and and oh. Ripe vintage, which this wine still has tons of freshness. Um, I have, I have probably 
03 to 08 my cellar. Bonnie Dune? Bonnie Dune. Oh, I like, wow. This was the wine. This may have been the wine that got me to come out to California. Is that like, right? What, no what he way. was doing. And, oh, tell and that like, story. That's cool. Um, so my dad had a small ad agency in St. Louis. No way. And he had a client at the time uh, that I was in high school that was, he ran the pet products department at Eli Lilly. Awesome. Uh, so it was like Pet Prozac and all that <laughs> stuff was coming out. And he was a graduate at uh, Cal Poly. Who was the dean of the ag business department when we were there? Uh, Ken Scott? Yeah, Ken Scott. Yeah, yeah. So wow, good he memory. So he was buddies with Ken Scott. And he's like, you know, if your son's interested in agriculture, you should go out and look at Cal Poly. I'd never been to California before. And my dad brought me out. I was a senior. It was November. St. Louis was like sleeting and nasty and slow was yeah, like gorgeous. this. Gorgeous. Yeah, right. And yeah. we like we got there on a Thursday. So cool. We did the farmers market. Uh, we met. You with fell in love. Kent's, I fell in love. And my dad, who was really probably more into the marketing than he was the wine, we drove up to Hearst Beach, and then we came over Forty Six, and we drove York Mountain Road. And this is so crazy that like we now like I bought this property with my dad on York Mountain. Wow. And like I had no idea where we were, and we tried to stop at York Mountain, but it was closed. And then we came down, and we come up on what is now Four Lanterns, and it, it was, was the, bon- the Bonnie Doom yeah, Tasting Room down. at the old Sycamore Farms. Wow. And we stopped in, and he story. did a wine tasting. <laughs> with at, Randall? No, Randall wasn't there. There was there was some gal like running in the nursery, because okay. there was a nursery yeah, yeah, in yeah. the front, and then like you go behind the nursery, and it was the tasting bar, and there was some gal, you know, Randall was in Santa Cruz sure. doing his thing. But like, he just loved all those, you know, the the... Seven Deadly Zins was that him? It was Cardinal, uh, Cardinal, Cardinal Zin. Cardinal Zin was yeah, him. classic. And uh, and um, Pacific Rim. Pacific Rim. The yeah, Riesling. Like, oh, wine exploration. Yeah. Uh, so, and you I, thought, all right, I got to come out and do this. I, well, I didn't know wine. I was like, the, I was sold on the pretty girls at yeah, the farmers yeah, market yeah, yeah. and the weather, and then you know, wine kind of snuck in after that. Where was oh, that? That's a wonderful Where'd story. That uh, so really, for me, wine came in. I have an older brother who started to get into wine, I think to impress like his bosses and he's been unbelievably wildly successful. He's in finance. Uh, yeah. Fin- FinTech. Um, and he got into wine and then he flew out when I turned 21 and we went wine tasting. And the first place I went wine tasting was dinner. And it was like, it was by appointment only yeah. Ron and Marilyn dinner. You got to ring the, the bell and they open yeah. the gate. They, yeah. Cool. They, like the winery wasn't completed yet. And I was like, this is awesome. And applied for an internship and got it. And, like, I've pretty much been there since. Wow. Man. But, like, I wasn't in that wine business side. I was doing finance. I think we had Bob Thompson's classes We together. did have Bob Thompson's yeah. class. Oh, wow. So okay. was a class at Cal Poly together? We yeah. went to school together. Yeah. That's how we know each yeah. other. Okay. Oh, that's you, cool. <clears throat> so, this this... We watched Tombstone over the weekend. You and I did? No. My family and I watched Tombstone because it's, like, a traditional Thanksgiving thing. Remember the twins... That were in our class, and their dad was yes. Johnny Ringo. Oh, I didn't know that their, their dad, dad was. Their dad is actually Johnny Ringo. Their dad is Johnny Ringo. Seriously, they were the poker players. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The be- um, be- I do remember the two twins. They, they were twins, and they were like wildly successful yeah. at online poker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And their dad was Johnny Ringo, or like the Terminator. He's John. I didn't remember this. That wow, you have a very good memory. Part of me was really worried that we'd watch Tombstone at one point, and I totally forgot. (laughs) What did you do? Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I love that his weekend was so foggy where he actually considered. Uh, Is that what I did this weekend? (laughs) Yeah. It was Thanksgiving weekend. Yeah. Who knows? (laughs) Oh my God. What was Harvest Twenty Three like? I mean, we talked a little 
bit about it off the air. Was it? I mean, I'm hearing a lot of good quality. The rain. What did that provide? All the different sites that you've seen. Um, you know, I think I think site variability was huge this year, uh, and being on being on top of farming. Um, l- latest vintage I've seen since 2010, um, and and really similar to 10. You know, I think it was Neil Collins told me last year after just the pain of 2022 harvest with the mm. extreme heat and everything. He's like, John Perrin told him one time, hopefully you live long enough to be able to learn what you've, or use what you've learned in a vintage again. Oh yeah. And like, this was the first time where That's I feel, good where I feel like, quote. I hope yeah, I live long I, enough. Yeah. I feel like I, I came in and I'm like, Oh, this is so setting up like 10, like be patient, be patient, be patient. It's going to come around. It's going to come around. And then the hard part is like just the logistics of getting, everything into the winery when there's a finite amount of tanks yep. and a finite Condensed. amount of time to get it. It's like we did, we did our largest harvest ever in six weeks. And normally I can do a harvest in 12. So it was just like you brought it in, but at the end of the day, the quality is amazing. Fantastic color, really developed tannins. Flavor development is great. So much savory, but still having fruit. Um, it's it's a vintage that I I think may go down as one of the best in recent. Twenty three is going to be rocking. And people are even. I have high a, yields. I have a very uh, oddly specific question, but I think this will be interesting to the listeners. Okay, so it's it's for Anthony. Um, this was one of the the deba- the problems that we we had. Um, okay, so uh, Paso Vineyard, you're ready to pick. You're worried that the 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 morning. The, the the night before the pick will frost. Mm-hmm. So, do you do the overhead sprinklers to protect? Right? Mm-hmm. Do you use the sprinklers from a frost protection standpoint, getting the fruit all wet, or do you risk it, not do the overhead protection, and risk frost and just pick? You're picking that night. You're picking yeah, but the next you're morning. You're picking the morning. You're picking the morning. I, I wouldn't do anything. You wouldn't do anything. Because I don't think, like, the whole risk with frost is the, the rose taint, which to me is, like, really, really, like, this is such a BS winemaker thing of, like, I'm going to come up with a flaw because I'm looking for flaws. That's when the fruit just turns, like, slightly pink post-frost. And, and a lot of it comes from the dried leaves yeah. that get in, and it gives it sort of, like, a tea-like flavor, and they call it, like, rose taint. A lot of this time happens with machine-harvested yeah, fruit, yeah, yeah. where, like, the vines are getting beat up, and... But it's an interesting flavor profile to me. It's not like maybe smoke taint where it's like, wow, that when it's really bad, it tastes like an ashtray yep, yep. or, or Britannomyces where it's a southbound end of a northbound horse or, you know, whatever those traditional taints are. Um, I would do nothing because you're going to dilute sugar. That's why you've waited this yeah, long. Yeah, because you've Anyways, added the water. You've added the water. So the, the water is going to get sucked in from, through the skins? I mean, no, well, it's just on the fruit. You have wet fruit coming in. in. Oh, got it. I don't actually remember what we decided to do, but this was like a major decision yeah. on the, the but, war I mean, room team. You know, but you like could a, ask a three good winemakers the same question. You get six different answers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll have to ask Nicole. I don't actually remember what we it's did. It's funny because you talk about 10 because 11 was really a wetter and cooler year. Wetter. And we had a lot of wetness this year. Yeah, 10 was really wet. 10 and 11 was had it? the same amount of rain. Mm. Uh, the Defining factor for 11 was we had a, a frost on like April 11th, 10th, 11th, yeah, 12th, somewhere that. in there that just reset us. So yeah. like we didn't push new buds again until May. And then you were like really right. dealing. Whereas like yep. this year we had bud break. There was no spring frost. We got all this real natural hang time. Yep. Um, Incredible flavors. And and like 
in Cabernet, no greenness. Like the Bordelais had no green. Like we were picking at 23 bricks, but it was like fully ripe at 23 So you bricks. were saying co-fermentation with Bordeaux. What, what I know of like Semillon and Sauvignon Blanc, but what Bordeaux whites would you do with So I do reds. reds. Co-ferment. So with anytime, what white? Any, oh, just I do reds and reds. So oh, yeah. Okay. Anytime I pick Cabernet, I pick PV with it. Oh, cool. Or yeah, yeah, Malbec yeah. or something with yep. a little more color just to add texture and richness. Like 5%, 10% type deal or more than that? Yeah, 5 to 10 is what we shoot for. You know, and a lot of times it's like, hey, pick me two bins and then there's four that show up. You're yeah. like, all right, we're at 15%. That's fine. But I try and keep it so that I still have the ability to do a varietal Cabernet Yep. if, yep. if there's something amazing that comes out of it. Is there a threshold? I was just talking to somebody about this recently when they're talking about like co-firming like Viognier, Viognier with like Syrah. And you, they're like, oh, you know, if you go above a certain percentage, like you're going to kind of like wash it out. It's it. like, yeah. It's so not- in the Rhone, in Cote Roti, you're allowed to co-ferment with up to 20%. Which, that sounds lot, high. which is a lot. Sounds really high. Um, and I think the reason that they started doing that was a natural way of capitalizing, of adding sugar, yep. getting riper sure. sugars. And that's why they because the white will be much. riper than the red, and you can add it. Yeah. Oh, interesting. So that, I mean, I have oh, no, that nothing to base that on. But I've that's never heard my, that theory before, but I like it. Um, I think with Viognier in particular, like Viognier does not play well with others. Like a little bit of Viognier can really dominate anything, even Syrah. Mm, like you yeah. get to ten percent. Twenty percent seems insane. Ten percent smells like Viognier, especially yeah, if that right, Viognier right, right. Is ripe. You know, like to me, it's under five for a white and a red is kind of that sweet spot where you can add some texture, add, add maybe a little bit of freshness to the wine. And, and I rarely do Viognier cause it just, again, it's, it's tacked on to the wine. I'd much prefer Roussan or Claret Blanche, mm. um, Chardonnay even. You feel like in the cyclical kind of ups and downs that wines go through that Viognier is having a, a kind of like people are, you know, like it's having a, a down, time right now either in whether it being a pain in the butt you know what it means the word viognier no it means the road to hell no way it does is that right it does really? like ancient greek or something huh. um and the story if i recall you could google this i'm sure um was in rhone like back in the day if you were going to the like the brothel area the red light you'd ride your carriage i guess through the viognier Hmm. The road to hell. Oh, that's why. Okay. <laughs> Got it. Um, I don't know. I don't. I just had to share my Viennier story, though. I love <laughs> that. I'd, I'd never heard that. I've never known that either. Okay. I told that story to a, a local legend, Lorraine Alban. Mm-hmm. Um, wow. And she was like, no, that's not true. And I, was like, <laughs> I was like, no, I'm pretty sure. And she's like, I like I've been you know growing Viognier longer than you've been alive. Yeah, and I was like, well, okay. Um, but then I Googled it right there at lunch and found it and was you know very relieved. <laughs> Vindicated. Yeah. yeah, right. <laughs> and so there was some truth to that. Uh, yeah. yeah, the road to hell. That's going to be the name of a new album wine now, huh? Viognier. Yeah. Oh, that's great. <laughs> yeah. What a great story. <laughs> so this wine was really fun. Let's do another wine. What do we got? I don't know. You want to do this? Yeah, we'll pop that. We we opened everything. Awesome. Royal, Royal Nunsuch. Thank you for bringing these wines, by the way. Oh, this is awesome. really cool. Yeah. When when you walked in and you're like, oh, yeah, check out what I brought, and pulled out the funkiest label, <laughs> 96 Adelaida. Old Adelaida labels are, are they're old Shenan. school. Yeah. Oh, so cool. I want to go back to that. I wonder what this font is called. Like, look at that <laughs> I don't font. think that's a font. I think that's... <laughs> they, they, 
Wow. That's called Adelaide. So I'll tell you a story. Recently, I was at La Cuvier, and I was in there. Have you been to the, you've been to that cellar mm-hmm. down there? And we were doing a show. Oh, this smells good. Talking too. about their food and wine pairings. And then at the end, there was like some little trinket on the table, and I made some remark like, hey, if I, you know, because the wine is literally surrounding you 360 degrees. And I said, if I could just throw this anywhere, can we open it? Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Like, okay. What were you throwing? I don't make a little piece of paper or something. Just something to, because they have all the wines, you know. So, so I you knew could I could stick just, it on yeah, something. Yeah, just, you know, just like get it, it up there. So up. I just tossed it up there, and we open it, and it was like this old Echazo. old Syrah, something crazy. Yeah, old Syrah from Adelaide, because there's so many it's all their wines. There's yeah. so much Adelaide in oh. the John Munch. You know, it's all their wines. Yeah, so really, really but, cool. These wines open up beautifully. Can I? One of the first. Tastings I did in Paso when I when I did the tasting at dinner that I was like hey this is where I want to work I same trip you chose dinner I'm going to work here yeah and did that and did you that. like manifested it and then made it happen I I think I was at the right place at the right time well I mean that's a modest thing to say but that's that's incredible mm-hmm. you found it you saw it and then there you were so we tasted at Le Cuvier and it was when they were at the old farmhouse on the Ramage property where like Tolo Cellars is now before they built their place and it was like John Munch's brother-in-law that hosted the tasting and he did the food pairings and and then John came in and he's like you guys want to taste some barrels I'm like yeah we want to taste some barrels and like so this is probably 06 and he's like oh here's a 2002 Chardonnay and it was like still in barrel it was probably wow. the color of It was still this. in barrel. Yeah. He found it. He just said, oh, let's try this. There and it, it is. Was like, and it was great. You know, four years in barrel. That's Char- Paso so Chardonnay. Cool. That's so interesting. When did you become like, when when you, you came out here to Cal Poly, you get into the wine scene. When did you like cross into like the cool kids club? Like when did you get renowned for your winemaking, get to meet some special people that helped? step this up and get some great fruit was there a time that you can like remember like a watershed oh wow like this is i kind of arrived here now i'm still trying to be at the cool kids club really mm-hmm. does it feel like that why is that you know i i think there's like and it's not necessarily the cool kids club i'm still trying to build the name that i want for the for my brands you know, royal and such farm and canero yeah to put those on on that level of sought after of the best of the best in the region. Do you feel like because you do so much work for so many other people that it, it becomes tougher to do that? At times, yes. Yeah. But but I, I love that other that other expression and that other time and the ability mm. to learn with those people and all those other vineyards. Like I, I, I hope at the end of the day, 10 years from now, it's like all that experience that I've gathered doing that and working with other people and other people's vineyards and, and their vision helps us sort of inform our own. I mean, your wine is in demand. Like people want the wine. It, se- it sells out. I mean, yeah. are you making, uh, what, what do you think is, what, I guess what's the bridge that you have to get to, to feel that then? I don't know. If you're making X amount of wines, X amount of wine sells out. Yeah. I mean, you're, I mean, regarded great reputation. People love the wines you make, whatever brand it is. Uh, and I love that about you where it's like they all taste a little bit different. It's not like mm-hmm. the Anthony Yelp brand. But um, what do you think needs to happen for you to kind of feel that that quan that we're talking about? Uh, my ho- my hope is that it's it's a, a full estate thing. It's like, yeah. you know, you come and you experience our, our estate in our winery, 
how we want to showcase it. There, there's a hospitality aspect of it that we're we're trying to sort of virtually create by not having our own space, and and hopefully in the near future that's something we can work towards. Do you feel like you want to work yourself out of all the other things you do? No, I love them. You do. I mean, there's 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 so much to learn, and and the minute you think you know something in this industry, you really know nothing. Oh yeah. You know. The more you think you know, the less you really. Yeah, yeah for sure. Well, that, that's one and of the. You know, like, yeah. I've, I've heard that said, like on in the inverted, where like you know, the, the first key to knowing something is to know that you don't know. Yeah. You know. And wanting to unknown, explore unknown. it. Yeah, right. And wanting to explore it and find out. Mm-hmm. Anthony, would you talk about Graciano? This this uh, this wine's awesome. Seventy Grenache, seventeen Graciano, twelve Syrah, one percent Claret Blanche. Mm-hmm. Cool blend, but in particular, I'm fascinated with Graciano. They thought it was Mavet, and it's the Graciano. Can you goof. talk about that yeah. and what what it, what it does in here, and just that grape in general? For I sure. think that that is super interesting. So we're we're drinking. This is uh, rocking. Twenty one Royal Nonsuch Farm. So this is our estate blend. This is everything we grow on our property. Um, a lot of co fermentation again. So as we go through the ranch, we sort of pick once a week, and whatever's ripe that week, we oh, put it wow. all together. Uh, even though the blocks are separated out, and we were part of the the group in like ten, twenty ton, five ton. What, what? It's seven and a half acres, so like the whole ranch is typically like fifteen to twenty. Yeah, tons. okay. So it's like it's five ton picks. Typically. Yeah, okay. So like okay. it's picked three to four yeah. weeks in a row. Cool. And we go and through you'll ferment and everything ferment. together. And and what's crazy is it picks completely different. Like most years, a claret blanche is the last thing we picked. In twenty three, it the was white. It was part of the first things we picked. So the ranch always kind of the straws usually first, and then everything else like it just happens. And and the Graciano and the Graciano was planted as Monastrel, uh, as most of us did here. Uh, Monastrel is a grape that uh, grows in Humilla and Yecla in the south of Spain. It's the Spanish version of Morved. Google the wine enthusiast article that Matt Ketman not now but for later. I was going to Google it the right Graciano now. goof. Yeah, oh. and you can read all about it. And so, and Justin Smith was bought like, Maved, Monastrol, yeah. planted it. And Justin and Smith was like, "I don't think this is it." That's I mean, happened a few times here. And he talked. It to, happened with Viognier and Roussan. He too. talked to Sunridge, and they're like, "Well, no, it is." And he's like, "No, it's not." And then he would kind of watch the characteristics, yeah. and then he like took it to Twenty Three and Me or whatever you guys do with okay, your wine. So grapes, that's why and there's found so much Graciano planted in Paso. Yes, yeah. okay. of late. Of that's late. what I was looking for. Yeah. Now, t- t- what what is it about so, Graciano? Graciano is historically grown in regions with Tempranillo oh. and it's used to sort of foil the Tempranillo. So Tempranillo is Rioja. A, yeah, Rioja. Um, it is a, Tempranillo is a low sugar, low acid, high tannin ripener. So it's like It means early. About, it's early. Tempranillo. Tempranillo. It's all about tannin and ageability and Graciano is like high sugar, high acid, oh, interesting. low tannin, Ripener, so it's this perfect sort of foil to mm. Tempranillo. Um, we planted it thinking it was Morved, like everyone else was like, This is not Morved. If it is, it's amazing. Um, but yeah. what and it, it worked, it worked, and, and what it brings, and especially up on York Mountain where it's a little cooler, we don't struggle with some of the it, it, it has a tendency to want to raisin because it's got thin skins and no tannin. Oh, but up on York Mountain, it's like the perfect climate, it's super dark, right? Really dark, and flavor profile here is like violet. And white pepper. Yeah, and yeah, like, yeah. That's what it brings. Like, and, like and dark with, violets. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. And with that really dark color, it brings great mid-palate texture. So Grenache 
can be somewhat hollow sometimes. So we really like to co-ferment the Grenache with the Graciano and bring sort of a, a mid-palate richness it's delicious. to the wine. Yeah. People wrap their arms around it. Like, I think Austin has got a, one of, a reserve yep. bottle. Austin, I, I bet an, you that's his Joe best wine. Joe brought over well, a really good I bet you that's Graciano. Austin's best wine. It's beautiful. The Graciano. Yeah. Yeah. It's gorgeous. It's a beautiful name, too. I feel I like know. people can pronounce that. It sounds like, mm-hmm. you know, like my friend from abroad, Graciano. It's like that, you know, that dude you met at the bar when you were hanging out at a hostel and on your trip to Europe and he... You bought a beer with them, you know? <laughs> My friend Graciano. Oh. And then, okay, the other thing I like about the Royal Nun Such that I wanted to ask about. Where did it go? Over there. Um, okay, so the label, there's you're doing like a deep emboss, deboss. There's like a whole other label behind the artwork of uh, uh, v- a vineyard, like a hillside vineyard. Terraces. Super cool. That's yeah, expensive so we, paper. We took, oh, so we took a picture from the top of the vineyard. <laughs> And then Nicole Kirkpatrick, who's our designer, kind of stylized it and did a blind emboss. And the it's first really minute, cool. just, this was one of those total goofs. I was like, I want as thick as paper as we can. Yeah. So we took 80 pound and then stuck another 80 pound on oh, top yeah. and made it 160 pound. Wow. And then we pressed the shit out of it and it like it popped so good. But the problem was- You with, broke the back? No. With all that emboss and deboss and that thick of paper, it was like cardboard. So that, like a week after we put it on the bottling line, all the labels popped oh. off. Oh, yeah. And so, like, I yeah. still have like ten cases that. of that first vintage. It's always and, something like, like all that. All the labels are. You know, oh, I didn't think they that stick one. straight out. You know, they stick yeah. straight out. So it's like maybe the middle. So is So when stuck, you brought this over, did you like? No, put them I, down? I mean we went back to eighty pound after that. Oh, okay. It was just the first vintage, and and it was so funny because that's like, a delightful one story. Of the, one of the people that bought wholesale the first vintage was the range. Like we love going out of cool. the range down oh, the street. Cool. And we took Nicole out to dinner as like a thank you because we loved the label so much, and they served the wine and they taped the labels on with scotch tape <laughs> and we bought the wine at the restaurant to help with depletions and like they taped it down for us that's, that's so hilarious. good that's a great story it's a beautiful wine anthony thank you yeah and i love you got that drip right down the back label i just love that there too that's so much fun beautiful wines today so we had some yeah will you run through it yeah the wines from the royal nonsuch farm we uh, run through those body dunes all right that you so yeah, yeah. We, we started with the 96 adelaide of pavon the shannon Shannon Damn. from then, 96 then we did the uh the sparkling vermentino yep 17 bonnie dune sparkling vermentino which is great and then I think we went to the uh, 2013 Jamesbury Roussan. 13 Roussan. Dude, that's, that's, that's insane I think then we did the 18 Pickpool, Bonnie Dune. Yep. And then we went to the Claret. Yeah. Yep. 21 York Mountain Claret. Beautiful. <laughs> and we did the Rosetta from Maxime Magnon and Corbier. The 08 Reserve Bonnie Dune Cigar Volant, the flying cigar. And then we did the Cardboard Rosé. <laughs> <laughs> the Carbonet. Carbonet, Carbonet. yeah. <laughs> we didn't taste that one, but I can't wait when we can next spring. That's going to be fun. Soon. That's going to be fun. Dude. I love that package. Yeah. Oh, thank you, guys. And we're still standing. Well, sitting. Well, we have we're spit still cups. Yeah, we have spit yeah. cups here. We've been I've spinning. Not, uh, my love. A little bit. <laughs> We've been a little bit. Yeah, yeah. For sure. <laughs> What is the, uh, the the holidays like for you and like the next early parts of 24 look like for you in your life? Oh, uh, so we hang through the holidays. I hate traveling through the holidays. So we'll, we'll, we'll be in town. I actually have bottling January 4th and 5th. So like oh, I just kind of work through yeah. and, and get... Um, orange wine? You're bottling some orange wine? No. You got to get in the market you know, real I, early? Everything... I age whites a long time. What are you so bottling are, in early January? So these are the 21, sorry, 22 Denner whites. Okay. Denner's in, 22 From Canero. 22. Yeah, 22. Okay. So 16 months is kind of where I like to go with whites. 
Uh, Very cool. 22 uh, Canero Whites, uh, the 2021 Rise Wines, which is a new You're, project. Are you making those wines? Yeah. Tell me about that for a second. This is Juan Mercado's brand. Yeah, so Juan And Mercado. another one who knows his stuff, Realm Fame, but oh, uh, yeah. has hired Anthony to... Oh, that's cool. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Juan, Juan came down from Napa. He founded Realm up there, which is like probably the hottest brand right now in, in Napa, has always been a fan of the wines of Paso. And this is a, a totally different approach because he actually started buying estate vineyards um, with the idea of what he wanted to make. So instead of like, I have this a vineyard, now I want to make wine. Can I make the wine of that? It's like, all right, I want to make this style of wine. Find the How do I go out and find the vineyard wow. and find cool. the right, right vineyard sourcing in between? We had him on once. He couldn't even announce the name. That's how early this was. Yeah. He wasn't even, he's like, he told me off the air. It was very he's secretive. He's like, don't say the name and we won't say it on was the air. Was he wearing sunglasses? No, we were actually in Eric's, <laughs> Eric's uh, we yeah. were in Eric's cave and it was a great conversation. Juan was a really, really fun dude to hang with and um, it was just too early yeah. for him to mention it yet. Yeah, he may not have had it yet. Yeah, but it's, right, it's, right. it's rise with two eyes. So act two for him mm-hmm. um, in the wine business. And we just released the first wines, the 2019 really? uh, oh, wow. this month. So they spent 26 months in barrel and then additional almost two years in bottle and a very, very ambitious. All whites? Are, all reds. All reds. All reds. What a so, fun debut vintage to come out with 19. Yeah. Cool. So uh, Grenache based blend, Tempranillo based blend, Syrah based blend. And the vineyards are where? It's all Paso. Uh, so he ended up buying Shadow Canyon Vineyard up on York Mountain. That was the first estate. Then uh, they bought um, a little vineyard on Arbor Road next to the new La Venture property, <laughs> right next to Terry Hogue as well. Um, and then they last year just bought and replanted the old Wills Hill Vineyard on uh, Willow Creek Road, kind of quarter mile from Saxon. Did anybody buy Terry Hogue yet? No, Terry Hogue still still out yeah. it's still like uh so the, there's a lease on the vineyard with don burns at turtle rock okay and scott holly at torrent oh they're so me. they're they're sort of consuming all the fruit and farming it until someone makes until a move someone, on it yeah there you go but that's some that's some great fruit it's that's fantastic and and two great stewards to oh for sure take it. i loved you yeah. know I, I really loved uh, them both Love them both. And um, Jennifer Hogue, mm-hmm. uh, her wine, she would do this Pinot called Decru mm-hmm. and have the most like ornate label. You love your labels. You I would love have loved labels. this label. This label had like- Is remarkable. It, like hundreds Worthy of little of die cuts mm-hmm. in there. Like, I don't know. Oh, how. wow. Like punched out? Like, like yeah, like a spider. Oh, yeah. That's very nuts. difficult to do. Beautiful. And she would get like, you know- the You have to punch them out by single hand. Single vineyard, Santa Rita Hills. She was, it was a whole Pinot. Wow. Band. So yeah. my, my favorite- Jen Hogue's story is, you know, Jen spent a year in her 20s as a mime in Paris. Oh, wow. No way. And she has been making up for it ever since. (laughs) (laughs) That's a great way to put it. I love her. Oh, it's so neat. I remember the first time I interviewed Terry, he didn't really want to talk. And, you know, he's done a thousand interviews. He's lived in the limelight, his athletics. I mean, Mm -hmm. he's just a talent. And he's such a smart Dude, I mean, this guy would have been in medicine or something if he didn't get into wine. He built his own basket press. He would do this. He built he, his own basket. I know. Press. Wow. He he would talk to people back in the day when all these people are coming up on stuff. He's like, well, why not? Why are you just building it? You know. So he would do that, and with his um, hands. he really didn't want me to do the interview. And then he sat down with it. I, I wondered. He didn't say this, but I wondered if it was a little begrudgingly. And he and I had the best. Uh, that's that's a conversation. tribute to you, though. I mean, you bring oh. yeah, you bring the best out in everyone. He was just 
lightning awesome. You know just what to ask people to get them excited and like, oh, what am I, how am I going to He was that? so great at conversation. <laughs> and again, he's a brilliant man. And, you know, you, there's all these questions that you want to ask somebody who, you know, has like these, you know, amazing stories of athletics from, you know, college, NFL, whatever. And, yeah, no, he, he just opened up. And he asked afterwards, he's like, you know, I didn't think I was going to do this, man, but that was, that oh, was legit. Oh, that's cool. He had fun. Yeah, he did. He really enjoyed it. And talked to him again after the end. No, he's, I just have such respect for both of them. And maybe they just, you know, they're just like, they're done. They're like, this is good. We good, right? I mean. Uh, you know, and I, I think some of that's like their house was right next to their tasting room. Like there was just no escape from yeah. the business and that separation of church and state mm. of like, you know, we can, we can be home and we're home. And I, I think that war on them. And he had to deal with a lot of bullshit, too. Like, you know, being told you can't use your own name yeah. in your brand. You're like, yeah, they had to what? Change like, TH, what? TH Sellers, right? TH Estate. Yeah. TH Estate. Yeah. I didn't know the story there, but trade, yeah, trademarks will get you. Yeah. Have you ever been burned by that? Oh, many times. I talked times. to Matt Travis, and he had some good stories. Many times, yeah. I mean, you kind of live and die by the trademark mm-hmm. often, and first to market is not no. enough. No. It's not enough. In fact, usually it's not anything. Yeah. yeah that's so interesting. Yeah, I thought it was. Trademarks are very important. You ever had any trademark drama? There we go. <laughs> not yet. <laughs> you have for I'm sure. Small, you I'm have small for enough. sure. I'm small enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm under the radar. Yeah. Uh, so good. I have a trademark story. Go ahead. I'll tell it quickly. Um it was the Force of Nature brand. Uh-huh. Force of Nature, you know, we were we were first to market, um, but we were nine days before um, we'd launched. Um, a super talented winemaker in Napa, Luke Morlay, uh-huh. awesome wines, had yeah. trademarked Force de la Nature, oh. um, <laughs> and it was like his great grandfather. Beautiful story. And like a week before, him. it was like nine days. Uh, yeah. Um, and this is all water under the bridge. It turned out so, but like I go up. You and now have to meet buy with a him lot and, of Darnish barrels. And we, yeah, right. <laughs> he, he, he took me out to lunch. He took me to this like beautiful lunch, and we drank like you know seventy, eighty dollar Sauvignon Blanc. It was just incredible. And I'm like, please, 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 you know, force of nature. We've been building this for four years. We're at like thirty thousand cases. So please, please. You're just saying, please um, don't sue us. And no, 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 like coexist. Oh, or, let us. Yeah, yeah, or like maybe we, you'll stop. And I don't know. Yeah, um, and. Um, he said something like, you know, it's, it's, it's more of my wife's decision. And I'm like, oh, okay, great. So like research the hell out of his wife. And she, she is an orchid fan. She likes a, a specific type of orchid. So my wife now, now my girlfriend, we bought, or at the time, my girlfriend, <laughs> we bought this, um, sherry baby orchid, like a very unique, expensive, rare orchid. And brought that up to Napa and like presented it, you know. Like, oh my god! We brought the sherry baby. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> and no, absolutely not. Didn't work. They were gracious and nice, and it's like we have the trademark and we trademarked it, and like this is a family name, and you didn't, and mm-hmm. like you should have. And they were right. Yeah. So we went to there used to be a bar in Napa, uh, Pancha's, where you could smoke inside, mm-hmm. <laughs> and and like you know I'm with my girlfriend now, my wife. And I'm like, I'm so upset. And we go to punches and I'm just like smoking in the corner. <laughs> very, very sad. And then we changed the name from Force of Nature to Rabble 
Equine Company. That's, That's where the rabble. Ra- yeah, a rabble is a disorderly mob pushing <laughs> the public to think differently. Yeah, and the the gift there, the learning. One, I think rabble's a pretty cool name, mm-hmm. um, and I think O'Neill's doing a great job. I hope to see rabble to a million cases. But um, the gift there is like trademark. Yeah, trademark early. Trademarks are important. Talk to your mark attorney. Yeah. At least Google something. So man, a gift. There. You can are, we play the wine game? Yeah, we can play the wine game in a second. I want to ask you oh, about man. just marketing and just <laughs> messaging for you is so key. And you're so you have so much energy and enthusiasm when you talk about your messaging. And it's it's very concise. It's very deliberate. Is, we try to take it to one word. Every brand should have one word. Yeah. I what's what's Lapis like, Lunas? Lapis Lunas inspiration. Okay. Reach for the moon. Bonnie Dune. Exploration. Yeah. Bubble butt. Oh, Bubble Butt was cheeky. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> of course it was. <laughs> it didn't work. Uh, the Big Red Monster, that's our Paso brand. Um, that would be Empowerment. Slay it. Tell me about that brand. Uh, it's um, launched in 2005. I believe four or five by William Grant and Sons. Big Red Monster. I think of like old Norman vineyards. Mm-hmm. I don't have a. Oh, like it's Monsters right there. In. It's right Monsters there. Um, on the far right. Oh yeah. With Saint George slaying you your the labels, dragon. Dude. Your labels. The Big are... Bell die cut. Well, the the consumer who buys a bottle of wine called the Big Red Monster um, wants big extraction. Big flavor, 800 gram glass, um, and uh, and is not all that concerned with the vintage, or um, we do put the blend on it. It's Cab Tanat Petite Syrah, Petite Verdot, depending on the blend. But Slay It Empowerment Skyfall is our Washington brand. Resilience. Uh, the spirit of Washington State. It's difficult to grow grapes there, so it's all about resiliency. There you go. Yeah, Every, but but if you can get to that one word, and you know I'm wrong all the time, so check this in ten years type deal. Um, <laughs> if you can get to that one word, then you can you can communicate that through the distri- the distribution channel, the yes. all the accounts, the you know seven, eight, nine people that would buy the wine or not buy the wine, and that one word becomes um, easy and fun for them to communicate. Ideally, it's fun, you know. You want to play the wine game? I'd love to play the wine okay, game. We'll play the wine game. We haven't Let, played the wine game a little... It's been far too long. Long time. Let's get out how we can taste these brands. So tell me about Bonnie Dune. Oh, Where do we cool. find these brands? Oh, thank you. Um, uh, if you want to learn more about wine exploration, you should join Dune, D-E-W-N, the Distinctive Explorative Wine Network. <laughs> Thank you, Randall. Uh, and um, it's delightful. Tanat and uh, we have Falangina coming. I want to call it um, Don't Cry For Me, Falangina. <laughs> that's good. <laughs> I don't think that's going to make it through. But that's um, – so it's unique grape varieties, winemaking methods, and aliens. And there's like – we intercept alien communication and pass that on to the club members. It's, it's ridiculous <laughs> and fun. Um, or you can go to Lapis Luna if you're looking for more Cab, Sauv Blanc, Chardonnay, Pinot Noir. Uh, go to lapisluna.com. Reach for the moon. Um, or you can always email me. I'll send you samples. Andrew at warroomsellers.com. All right, let's talk about Canero. How do we taste Royal Nunsuch Farm? 
So best place to check out the wines, as we don't yet have a hospitality space our own, is to go to Paso Wine Merchant. Love them. So uh, Justin and Julie up there have been just awesome supporters of ours. I'm Uh, excited. I had them on the show a couple episodes ago. They got a new restaurant. Yeah. Dude. Yeah, ambitious. Yes. Uh, I can't wait. I love it. Where? Um, It's going to be in Paso. It's going to be in Paso. Downtown-ish. I can't say the name because oh. they told me not to, but and I don't think they're announcing that yet. But it's gonna be it's gonna be dope. Like and they they have this uh, a heart to the two of them. Oh, it's amazing. That is really really special. And when people like you, so many people in the industry just love going there. Love those Wednesdays. Like, if you want to come and see a who's who in Paso, oh, yeah. you go to Wine Merchant on a Wednesday. Yeah, it's, it's nuts. Crazy. Yeah, it's like yeah. it's remarkable. So totally. worthy of remark. Mm, yeah. So. Um, well, that, that's going to be fun. And then how do we take – so that's the best place, Wine Merchant for Canero and – Royal Nut Such for now. Uh, we're, we're working on our own space, hopefully. You have room for your, you have room in your wine club? We do. Uh, RoyalNutSuchFarm.com. You were really helpful. I got to say thank you to you because last Christmas, about a year ago, uh, Audrey and I got into a real big thing over a couple wines. One, she was FaceTiming a college girlfriend and drinking my 16 Haleotide rookie <laughs> card. Like, and then, and then, so because Lucas again, Angel and Nicole. I don't know what that means. Angel, what's a hit? <laughs> She was drinking like it's their first vintage, their first wine. It was their the sparkling. I, I crushed oh, mine. Yeah. Oh, they're t- gone. Yeah. It's so. <laughs> I mean, the Haleotide is like it, it's incredible sparkling wine oh. for California. I think it's the new. I think it's the new ish. Oh. Yeah, it, it, I love those wines. It, it should be. I mean, it's it's sparkling wine, unreal. Anyways, so um, she went. She felt bad, and she was so sweet. She went back and talked to Nicole, and and ended up getting a bottle, and bought a bottle, and got us on their list. And then there was our, I think it was either your Roussan or something. Roussan, yeah. And she drank it, and some other kind of like I'm Facetiming my sister. I'm just going into the fridge to get a white, and then you know because we have a fridge in the the garage that has all these things. And I was like, but baby, you can't you can't get Anthony's wines like it's, you just don't get these wines like this. And so I think she called you or Hillary, and you guys set her up, mm-hmm. and even got us on your allocation list so i was just i just love you for that it was so sweet well thank you i'm such a big fan of your wines dude thank you yeah these are incredible They're really i want really to take this one home take that, it home Roussan, the take it home Roussan. yeah yeah drink it tonight it ain't gonna That's, be good tomorrow you think it'll just fall apart I it's getting so better and better yeah. right yeah. i know i want to taste it in a second yeah so good okay let's play the wine game wine game's easy Andrew yeah, knows all about it. it. Explain it. I haven't played in like a decade. We're going to just move around the table in a uh, clockwise fashion, and we're just going to name wineries of, uh, let's say, on the Central Coast, or Paso. How about that? Paso. Paso. Uh, brands, wineries, whatever. And the two things you don't want to do, one, you don't want to pause longer <laughs> than three seconds, and two, you don't want to say one that's already been said. You cannot pause for longer than three seconds. No. And you can't say something that's already been said. Correct. And once you re- repeat something or you pause for longer than three seconds then you're out yeah you're out and then it just will become a one-on-one and then we'll crown a winner this will be an easy game because there's only three of us <laughs> all right here we go why don't we i don't even know if my mind is like ready to go but we just gotta go you want to play the wine game i would yeah let's do it okay here we go um you're gonna start, start it we're gonna go no, we're gonna uh, go clockwise i'll start almost like a, a board game like yeah we'll start with the anthony and just go left or clockwise go ahead this way adelaida denner bianchi canero tooth and nail Calcareous. Via Creek. Desperada. Donatoni. Torn. Sinequanon. 
Well, it's not a Paso brand. Oh, it's got to be Paso? Just do Paso. Oh, okay, yeah. okay. I had no idea. Yeah. I had no idea. Um, um, I'll go with Justin. Dow. Halter Ranch. Um, One, uh, two, <laughs> three, <laughs> four. Okay. Oh. Unfortunately, Andrew Nelson is out. I was trying really? to get Yeah, yeah, no, right, I know. I, I clammed up. Too much wine. Probably. This is the final countdown. All right, hold on. Let's let's. I'm, I'm actually throw on a little music. For oh this. yeah, good, I'm good, gonna good. throw on a little survivor. I'm just a lover of the game, you know. <laughs> I love you, Andrew. I'm a lover of the game. All right, let's see. Um, you know, I was trying to think of Opolo, but I kept thinking Lososos. <laughs> you had the right vowels. <laughs> That's what got me. Opolo. <laughs> Uh-oh. All right, ready to go? Oh, yeah. Man. Finals. Opolo. Law. Epic. Saxon. Uh, Herman Story. Booker. Dude, this guy's got him loaded up. <laughs> man. Three, two. Uh, Peachy Canyon. Desperada. That one was sad. Oh, that one was sad. Oh, that's so much fun. Man, it's fun because you can just be so good. And he, he was really giving me a run for my money. But then you say one that's been said, yeah, and done. it all done. goes down. And we know so many, but when you're one on the one. spot, it's very challenging. It's tough. It's I know. very challenging. And, and, and see, he – and then I'll tell you what my kryptonite is, <laughs> is when people use my own uh, style against me, which is to be ready with the answer right when they're done oh, saying and it. just right on you. Yes, because now it's, you're... it's very intimidating. And he really put me on my toes, and I was shaking. And I was hitting those limits. I was probably right against three seconds. I'd just be like, uh. But you were keeping me on my toes, and then he just happened to say one that was already been said. That is the wine game. It is sweeping the nation. You just go in a clockwise fashion, name Paso Brands. It's a great brands, game. It's a great game. Name Paso Brands. and then Now, here's a fun way. Want to go real meta on it? Sure. Let's go around and let's keep the alphabet. I've done this with oh, friends. Oh, man. With grapes or with With, with, with brands. brands. The now, with any wine brand? Yes, but we do, we're almost trying to help each other out. Oh, right? yeah. It's not so much competitive. It can be a little competitive, but oh, we're trying to help wow. each other out. So That's I'll start, say Adelaide. Okay, and you'll go. Go ahead. Booker. Here yep. you go. And I'll go Calcareous. And then I'll go Dow. Epic. Uh, Fela. Okay. Which is up north. Mm-hmm. Well, all right. It's Do you allow it? It's got to be Paso. Well, I would like it to be Paso. Uh, Foxen. That's close. It's close enough. Okay. Uh, EFG. Um, G. Giornata. Uh, Giornata. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 there yeah. you go. Good one. Ranch. H-I. That's a tough one. Oh. Oh, Indigene. Mm-hmm. I don't know Indigene. He's downtown Paso. I like him a lot. Okay. H-I-J. J. Ducey. Oh, yeah. Good, good. Or Justin. Canero. There we go. L. Wait, wait, wait. It's a I'm on L. L. You're on L. Uh, I was going to say Literai. No, it's uh, your brand. Lene Colotto. Oh, yeah. Lene Colotto. Lapis Luna. Yeah, Lapis Luna. Okay. That's a dumb, I wouldn't that's necessarily little consider Lapis a, a pass. Can, I say, up, can right, I say Montito? Because oh, yeah, that, yeah, for sure. That yeah. was mine. I mean, that's if it's M. been bottled under the brand name. There you go. Yeah. All right, go ahead. Nicora. And Oh, that's easy. Opolo. Yeah. Los Osos. Yeah. Los Los Osos. M-N-O-P, Pianetta. Ooh, Q's I got tough. one. I got it. Q. I got it. Go. Coupe. Coupe, yeah. Not Paso, but fine. Yeah. We'll, 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 it's Central Coast. Okay, okay. Yeah. Uh, so Quixote Q. And Napa. What comes after Q? R. So you're R. I'll go with... Um, Ravel. Oh, yeah. That'll do it. Ravel. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. R-S. Uh, Saxum. T. 
Torin. Terry. Okay, there you go. Torin. Oh, Torin's a good one. Uh, you. That, uh, I do have a you, but they're the I know of a wine brand called Uvaggio. No, but the, Paso. The, I got one in, in Paso. Okay, hold on, hold on. You know when it starts with a U in Paso? Give Ooh. me a hint. Ooh. Uh, uh, Spanish Spanish winemaker, Mexican winemaker, super sassy gal, Nancy, oh. fantastic, lover. I don't know. Uyoa. Oh, I wouldn't have gotten that. New brand. Uyoa. 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 Whites. Yeah, all oh, whites. Really fantastic. Really nice. Yeah, she's doing good, isn't she? That's she's doing great. Cool. I like her. Yeah, Nancy. Um, Red U-V- hair. I'm V. 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 Vega. Yeah. Yeah. Or uh, w. Victor. Oh. Victor. Victor Hugo. Hugo. Yeah, you're on W. Willow Creek Collective. Oh, that's pretty good. That is a wine. You're right. Yeah, good. I didn't know there was. Okay, now no, no one's gonna do X. X. There is no X. There should be. That's what they need to right? do. Right. Mm-hmm. At least for the. That's your of, next brand. At least for the purpose of this game. I can't. I cannot think of an X. All right. Why? Uh, wasn't there one called X X wines or X sellers or something X-line, up, no, up X-line north? X sellers. Yeah. Here, I don't know. Anyway, yeah, I'll just I'll believe you. Uh, why? Hmm. Yaunt Cellars. That's going to be the new. Uh, let me see. What's why? York Mountain, York, Mountain. York Mountain Winery. Of course, that's old school. York Mountain Winery. But it's, I mean, it's, you can't get more old school than that. Yeah. 1880, baby. Okay. The original. And, Zaneda. And, Zaneda. Oh, yeah, we did it, guys. Nice. Very nice. Or Zanelli. <laughs> a to Z. Nice. Here we go. I got to say, this was so much fun. This is going to be a two-parter. I loved You're going to release them one and then the other? I mean, I'm going to do, do a bonus episode just like the week after because I think the second hour was just so much freeform fun that it's you can't not enjoy sitting in this chair and listening to the two of you talk so the the first hour i think was fantastic i feel like i let the second hour just kind of be a little bit more freeform but to me they were both fun and i just i just loved this combo and i knew when i got the two of you together that this was just going to be a dope conversation oh yeah this is rad yeah. Let's do it again. And we'll, let's open up some more. I love that you brought the old whites. When Dude. he came in with the old whites, I was like, oh, it's on. Yeah. We I try not it. to almost get Anthony too often because every time I get him, he just brings like such beautiful freaking wines. It's so awesome. I don't want him to think that I could, you know, get sick of me because, but his <laughs> wines are just like, I, you know. Well, remember just, we opened the 91 Cheval Blanc? Yes. Wow. Which was not very good. But we tried it. We it did it. We did it. We did it at Jim's house. At Jim's house, yeah. Yeah. Wow. There's just certain wines like him, Epic. And there's just certain yeah, wines. I have something crazy are... we're going to open for the holiday party. Uh, Nicholas Miller gave me a 79 Ooh. Bened- Sanford and Benedict. Ooh, a Pinot damn. Noir. And so it might not be, but I think yeah. it's like this incredible historical mm-hmm. wine of the Central Coast. Yeah. I, bet, I bet it's good. You think so? Mm-hmm. It looks good. Pinot's you not known like to age, looks... though, is it? Oh, I mean, Burgundy. Well, yeah. but California, I, I don't know. I mean, it could be incredible. I, I bet you, I bet you it's better than you think it is. Okay. All right. You're I, an optimist. I'll, I like you. I, yeah. yeah. He's right. Yeah. I do too. I'm very excited about it. Yeah. It's going to be fun. Me, I, was like, I just think oh what a beautiful God. gift from Nicholas Miller of like Bien Nacido to give you. He gave me a mixed case Dude. of just like cool old stuff, and I like di- I lost it. You know, I didn't know what to say, and I turned red. It was really cool of him. You know what? Um, one of my favorite mixed cases to get is uh, you go to uh, Bob Linquist. Mm-hmm. Linquist wines. Yep. Him and his wife, really cool. Louisa Verdad. Well, then you'll get like you'll get. I don't even know if I'm supposed to say this. You'll get a wine that says like Linquist label on there, and then it just like you just like blow on it, and it's like an old like '96 coupe. You know? oh. <laughs> <laughs> like he's but those, those wines, mixed case specials are bomb. Those wines age so well. They yeah, age they just get better beautifully. And better, better they and better. do. Mm-hmm. They really do. I had a Hilfer, a Hilford, um, Hilford, Hilford. No, Hillard Bruce. Mm-hmm. I had a Hillard Bruce from like 2012. Two of them that were gifted. And that's to a me. baby. 
Yeah, it was beautiful. Mm. Isn't that wild how that... He, What's he the poured, oldest Central Coast wine you've, you've tasted? 70-something. 78 Estrella, 75 oh, Adelaide. Wow. Yeah. What do you think, Anthony? Um, I've had some of those late 70 Estrellas. Uh, Syrah? I've cab. had a Syrah and a Cab. I had an 85 York Mountain Cab, which is birth year. Yeah. Dude. It was garbage. No. It was so oh, But bad. you didn't care. You just like know, struggled like, through yeah. it. I yeah. still posted it on Instagram. Yeah, that's you so know? cool. That's just fun. It is fun. And it's, it sucks that's when awesome. you're uh, like my fiance's birth year wasn't that great of a vintage like globally. Mm-hmm. So we, I went what to- What year? 87. And I went to Gary and he, he just- has like pallets of every vintage, And he right? just got- so into the year that I told him, he went and he does these Wine Wednesdays, yeah. and he called me up for it, and he got like Duckhorn, like another big Napa one, all he got a Bordeaux, all 87s, wow. and his, honestly, Bordeaux, Napa, Paso, 87, it was Paso. Oh, yeah. that's it was cool. Like, it was easy. It wasn't even like close. Mm-hmm. I mean, Paso has got such ageability. It's so exciting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love that old stuff. I know. Particularly the wines. Me too. Uh, the 79 will be the oldest I've tasted. Mm-hmm. We're going to do it at the holiday party. Good for you. Yeah. I'm That's fun. The team doesn't even know yet. Yeah. And you got to be like, there's all these like to-dos with old wine. Like you don't want to stir it up too much, right? Well, you, wanna... you know what we got to find is we got to find like an old Rhoda Black Manuka. <sighs> you know? What is that? What Black year? Manuka. I don't know. They've made that Jug forever. Wine? Yeah. It was like, it's like a, it's like the Paso version of Madeira. And they like age it outside in the sun. It hasn't been made it, in a long time. Uh, like I think they still have it. Oh really? Oh really? Um, but yeah, I mean, like that would be one of those wines that, like, if they were making that in the sixties and seventies. The original Paso wines were Rhoda, York Mountain, and Pazenti, and Pazenti, and yeah. then every, no, no, that Tobias. Was oh yeah. Right. I mean, Tobias was late seventies. Martin yeah, I Wyrick, so. I think, was. Well, Ry- Wyrick bought York Mountain. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. I think it's really cool what Epic did, too, when they bought York Mountain, and they also bought Paderewski, mm-hmm. and it's that first time where that circle was recontinued of those grapes coming to that site to make those wines. Mm-hmm. It's pretty fun stuff. You talk to Jordan a lot, because you're up there? Mm-hmm. Yeah. We tried to get to tried to get together over the holidays, but it just, like, yeah. crossed paths. We should show with you, too. That'd be fun. It would be fun. I love her. Yeah, she's, she's great. Yeah. Well, we made wine together at dinner for, it's like, five years. Epic was making their wines there yeah. at the beginning. So we, we, have, we have a really close relationship. Yeah. You're close with a lot of these people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's pretty cool. It's a good community. It really is. Yeah. You are a cool kid. Thank you. <laughs> like, like he needs Adam on Let me bounce it out. Like he needs Adam on Teal to tell him that. He said that earlier. I was like, how do you not know? Like, Kevin Young is the, the freaking bomb. There's a uh, Winston Churchill quote. You know, we're the war room. And he says, um, <laughs> do you have enemies? Good. It means you've stood up for something for once in your life. That's good. I like that. Yeah. No, and radio was like, if you know, if you don't get a call, <laughs> at least periodically, you're not you're doing, not doing, you're you're not not doing, doing your something job. right. Yeah. yeah. No, totally. So You got to ruffle some feathers. Yeah. Yeah. No, so. Just don't talk about it on the radio. You know? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so much fun, gentlemen. I love Thank you for sharing where wine oh, takes you. Really cool. Does not get better wine. than this. Oh, yeah. Let's get you some wine in there. It's a bad Cheers, party guys. Hey, yo. Yeah, Anthony, thanks for bringing yeah, this Yeah, of course. Adam, super Thanks cool. for hosting. What a no. lineup. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Anthony, you got to give us one now. I just did it. No. You didn't hear it? No, because I was, I was upstaging it. You brought it up. You brought it I right know. there. I That's know. the way to do it. He 
he's still silent. He's That's a it. gentleman. He's a gentleman. <laughs> you know what we need to do? We need to do like the douchebag wine Olympics, where we do that, and then you do a spit, and we'll like put a you know like a bucket here and see if you can like go two feet. The spit or... is pretty impressive. They'll be like you know the drains like over there. It's like it's like Whoa. so good. So give me that moonshine. We bomb. We pass on round till the job is done. Can't die in the trees. The world's amplifying. Good company. So appreciative of both Andrew Nelson and Anthony Young. What a great chat. Now, coming up next year, next episode, next year, it feels weird to say that, we're going to meet our wine industry persons of the year. Can't wait to introduce you to this couple. Yes, that was another hint. Any guesses? We will also talk to Stacey Jacobs. She and her team run Travel Paso. We'll talk all about the stuff Travel Paso has in store for itself in 2024. Well, if you're in town or will be in town for New Year's Eve, this is publishing just a few days ahead of New Year's Eve. I was asked to MC the big bonfire at downtown City Park hosted by the city of Paso. We've got a great eight-piece band from L.A. coming up called the Lucky Devils Band. I was watching them on YouTube. They kill it. They're going to be a lot of fun. They're super talented. we got great food like Slow Meltdown. They do that raclette cheese and sandwiches. They get the, the cheese on the wheel all hot from the heater, and then they scrape it off the wheel. You can like hear it. It's a like great ASMR, like melty, crispy cheese going on to your sando. Oh, man. That's slow meltdown. They'll be there. Also, beer from Cali Coast Beer. Uh, past the Robles Distillery Trail. We'll be pouring spirits from Tin City Distillery in the park. So we got live music. We got adult bevs, uh, food trucks, more. It's going to be a blast. They're also doing a 9 p.m. ball drop. So keeping an East Coast New Year's if you want to make it a sensible evening. If you want to get a little spry, you're feeling it. You got all those great spots downtown to fill out the rest of your night. You can even check out the Instagram for the city of Paso. It's uh, at PR City. They have a bunch of pallets stacked super high in a circle, built up. I'm like, are you guys doing a bonfire? Or are you recreating Burning Man? What is going down? It's going to be pretty epic. So if you're in town, would love to see you. Come by, say hi. The event is completely free. It should definitely be a good time. But whatever you do for New Year's Eve, make sure you do not drink and drive. Keep it smart, keep it sexy, and let's get in to 2024 in one piece with no unneeded drama. Be safe, have fun. All right, Where Wine Takes You is executive produced by Joel Peterson and Paso Wine. Associate producer, Krista Smith. The podcast is recorded, edited, and produced by yours truly. And let me just take a quick second and thank the folks of Paso Wine. Not just, you know, I don't have a winery. I know that's what they do. They represent the folks who make wine in Paso. But I have noticed from my vantage point, based on what I do and what I see and the people I talk to, that they do it better than any other region anywhere. And there's other places that will tell you that work for other membership collectives that represent other wine areas that what Paso is doing is so special. And there's just a small handful of people, you know, Joel, Chris, Jamie, Krista, Carol, Peggy, Jen just moved, but she was here for a lot of 2023. All of those people I just named, their heart is 100% in for Paso. They love it with everything they got, and I love them with everything I got. You know, at the end of the year, I get all sentimental. Original music on the show, Good Company, performed by Moonshiner Collective. Stream them wherever you get your music and learn more, moonshinercollective.com.
technical consideration, fly with wine. And no matter where you are, you can tune in my daily topical show called Up and Adam with Adam Montiel. It's topical news and interviews and content originating right here on the Central Coast. Search for Up plus Adam or just Adam Montiel. It'll come right up. You can find the show in all the same places you found this one. Well, we did it. 2023. Peace out. I know. See ya. Here's to a brand new year filled with the promise of fresh beginnings, new flavors of wine and people and experiences. And as we welcome 2024 with open arms, may your stories and your reach to what you want out of 24 be as bold as Paso. Cheers to the magic, the memories, and the marvelous places yet to be discovered in the coming year where wine takes you. So give me that bold sound, get by, we pass all around to the job, it's just a out in the cheese, it will simplify the company. Give me that bold sound, get by, we pass all around to the job, it's just a out in the cheese, it will simplify the company. Give me that bold sound, we'll get by, we pass all around to the job, it's just a out in the cheese, it will simplify the company. Give me that bold sound, we'll get by. We pass on round to the job is Camped out in the cheesy world Simplifying good company